come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Studios. I am... <laughs> Who are we? Fantastic Cruising. You are Matt. Am I? I don't even know. <laughs> and I am Kimbra. If you weren't aware, Fantastic Studios is actually our YouTube channel. So go check that out. I know. Look, we look, Melody, if you're listening out there, she's giving us trouble because we haven't put any videos out in a, in a minute. And by a minute, I mean a while. Uh, we're going to get to that soon. I, I would promise you, but I don't want to make promises I can't keep. But that's the plan. That's the goal. But right now we are focused. We are honed in on the podcast. And that's where we are tonight. Right, Kimber? It is. We, it's taken us a while to get this one going. It's like 11 p.m. Saturday night. This is coming out 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Which is good. That means that gives us eight hours <laughs> to record, edit, edit upload. Yeah. So Plenty of time. Right. Now, we've actually been doing a lot of research tonight on this topic. Uh, before we get into that, though, just a couple of things. First of all, I want to get a, a shout out to J.B. Fletcher. Sent us an email. We mentioned him in the comments of several videos. Several videos. What is wrong with me? <laughs> what are we What are we doing, Matt? We're doing right a now? podcast. Audio. I can see the audio thing moving right in front of me. Anyway, J.B. Fletcher... We talked about one of his comments in one of our podcast episodes a few episodes back, and I had like a total brain fart and could not remember his YouTube channel or if he even had a YouTube channel. I've watched his videos, but uh, he does. It's called Lighthouse Travels, and uh, check them out. I will put a link in the description to this video, and look, if you This guys, is not a video. Did I just do it again? Yeah, you did. What is wrong with me? <laughs> Uh, anyway, I'll put a description in the notes to this audio podcast episode. So go check out their channel. They've got some fairly recent videos up on the Carnival Freedom. So go and check that out. And if you're listening out there and you have a YouTube channel that is somewhat related to cruising, cruise creatures, scuba, snorkeling, hey, send us an email, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. And we'll, um, you know, we'll give it a once over and then we'll probably mention it right here on this, not video, but this audio podcast. You want to talk about it on the video? No. <laughs> no, I don't. All right. So, Kimber, what, what have we been up to lately? Lately, like in the last couple of hours yeah, or like, lately, no. like in my life? Like in the last week since we last spoke with these fine folks. Oh, in the last week. Yeah. Um... Well, I went to work a couple times. Yeah. Um, is there something specific that I need to... Oh, we've been cricketing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. We've been cricketing. We, If you're not sure what that means, it's not some weird random slang for something... Weird. Weird. It's, uh, it's a machine. <laughs> it's a, it's a die-cutting machine. 
Uh, and if you're still confused, that means that you you give it a pattern and it cuts the pattern out on usually vinyl. But uh, we've been making stickers. Uh, we've been doing some vinyl that's like heat transfer for T-shirts. I'm wearing my Vegemite shirt right now that I made. And Kimbra is wearing her turtle shirt. Um, not a Teenage Mutant Ninja, but a turtle shirt. Just a turtle. Just a turtle. And uh, and yeah, and, and we're kind of experimenting with that, getting some experience there. And here's the good news. We are going to be able to, I think, make some stickers for people out there. So we're going to have stickers for sale. There'll be probably cruise creatures. Who knows what else? Who knows what else we'll make? Maybe some, maybe we'll start making our own shirts that we can sell directly instead of Teespring. I, I'm going to try some hats. Look, I, again, I don't want to make promises that we can't keep. But, um, but you know, we're, we're working on it. I'm trying it, to come up with all kinds of fun and exciting ideas. Yes. Many, many episodes ago, we talked about making a map. And uh, that was a suggestion from somebody, I think, or somebody. Well, we liked, talked about it and they, people were like, yeah, yeah, do that. Yeah. So now we may have a means by which to achieve that goal. We were talking about that this evening, earlier this evening. So if... Uh, if you're interested in some merch, keep an eye out for that. I'm sure we will let you know in the podcast. We really do appreciate any support you give us. Uh, we spend probably about anywhere. I, I was thinking about this today. I think we spend anywhere from about three to six hours a week doing this podcast. And we don't do it to make money, but it, we do have expenses and we have a, some patrons out there that help us out with those. But, uh, you know, we don't complain either if people want to throw some throw a little money our way, <laughs> but, uh, but we want you to get something in return for that. So we've been doing some fun meetups with our patrons on zoom and they get postcards every month at, at a certain level. Um, and, uh, yeah, so lots of good stuff. Anyway, enough about that. Uh, let me just say one more thing on a little bit of a serious note. There's a lot of ugliness going on right now in the world. There's a lot of and, and, and there's a lot of sides and there's a lot of complex situations and I, I'm not going to get into all that. I just want to say, be, be nice to one another, take care of each other, you know, think, think about other people's perspectives and, and just, just take care of one another for crying out loud. Anyway, what are we going to talk about in this episode, Kimbra? Um, we're going to talk about cruising. Okay. Could you be a little more specific for the people? We're going to talk about cruising to the Western Caribbean. Yes. Now, what was that? Two episodes ago? Three episodes ago? Co I don't episode, even know. A couple episodes ago. Some amount of episodes ago. We did the Bahamas. Yes. And now, and, and our original goal was to start with the Caribbean and include the Bahamas in that and split it into Bahamas Eastern, Western, Southern. And then we had the realization that that's way too much to cover. So uh, what we're going to do is we're sort of splitting up the Western Caribbean a little bit. We've chosen basically, I think, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six ports, which we'll go into in, in a moment. And what we're doing with these is, is we, are, we are going and doing research and trying to find what we think are some of the most interesting and best excursions you can do in these ports. So we did that in the Bahamas, which included Nassau and Freeport. And then we had all the, the different 
well, not all of them, but we had several of the different private islands that are owned by Carnival and Princess, which is the same thing, and uh, Royal Caribbean and Disney. Disney. Yeah. So we're we're on to the westernish western of the Caribbean. So like Mexico and Central America. Yeah. Basically. On the on the uh, on the Caribbean side. Yeah. So here's a list of the of the places we're going to go over today. Progreso, which is often often listed as Yucatan. Um, not the soup. Not the not the Progreso soup or the Yucatan soup, if such a thing exists. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you can you can only get to this port, I believe, if you are heading down from one of the northern Gulf of Mexico ports. Like the Tampa port doesn't go there. At least I've never seen them. Maybe they do. Maybe I just haven't seen that cruise, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think Tampa goes there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There could be a... You never know. There's always an exception to every rule. But anyway, we, we started Progreso. We got Cozumel, of course, Costa Maya, Belize, Harvest Cay, and uh, Roatan, Honduras. So these are the ports that we are going to cover in this episode. So strap in, buckle your seatbelt, and uh, and let's let's get started. Let's kick it off with Progreso. Yucatan Peninsula, which is uh, the very northern tip of the Yucatan Peninsula, really. And neither one of us have been there. Nope. So it was a little bit trickier. Uh, most of these, at least one of us have, has been to, but there are two exceptions. This is one of them. And uh, so what we did is we went to all the cruise lines we could find that went there, and we went through all their excursion options and uh, and kind of kind of did some research starting off from that point. So what do, what do we got here? So the coolest one that I saw was snorkeling in the cenotes. And tell everybody what that means, because not everybody knows what a cenote is. And if you see the word, you may not pronounce it right, because it, it's, it's spelled C-E-N-O-T-E-S. It's like canotes. Cenotes? Canotes? Is it key? Is it... K-notes? I don't know. It's cenote. <laughs> all right. It's a cenote. So what is a cenote? Do you know what a cenote is? It's like an underground cave or yeah. underwater cave. It's kind of it's kind of like a cave and the, the top kind of collapsed in, I think is technically makes it yeah. a cenote. But um, yeah. So tell us about the snorkeling in the cenote. Yeah. Like the water is crystal clear. Um, apparently there's some creatures in there. We We read that in their description, but then we saw... People saying they didn't see any creatures. Yeah, like some, I don't know. There, I, there wasn't a whole lot of description based on what some of the people were reviewing. So, but the description in in the excursions themselves said like some some like the, the dark water, deep water kind of creatures that would look weird and stuff. But we didn't actually see any review. Anyways, they wouldn't see us either because apparently they don't have eyes. They're the most of no, which makes sense if it's dark, but there's light in the cenote, I'd, so I don't I I'd don't know. still I'd still look for them whether they're there or not. <laughs> so, but it it sounded really cool. There's one of the excursions in particular that that went to the cenotes was like a bike ride, like you you rode from one to the other on bikes. Not from the port though, right? No, they took you somewhere and then you got on bikes. That's probably good. Cuz that'd be that'd be a really a long trip to ride on a bicycle to the yeah. cenote. But it sounded pretty cool. Like I've, I think I've heard other people talk about or at least post like how cool the cenotes are. And 
after looking at the excursions, I think that I would enjoy them. We have had actually several people when we've asked questions about cool excursions and stuff, specifically point out cenotes and how amazing the cenotes are. We have have some cenote type things in Florida, actually. Some of our springs are sort of cenote like maybe they're technically cenotes. I don't cenote, but uh, <laughs> but oh, but you yeah. think like like Blue Grotto? Yeah, I think Blue Grotto. Yeah, Devil's Den. Devil's Den. I think I think Devil's Den. Which one did you do your certification? I did in? mine at Blue Blue Grotto. So I think Devil's Den is the one that's probably more like it because yeah. it's you go inside and then get in the water. Right. Right. So yeah, so cenotes. And then the other one that we had, we tried to find at least two. We tried to limit it to two, but look, I'm just going to tell you right now, we failed at that. But we tried to get at least two things that uh, we thought were really cool and maybe just really unique at the ports. Because, I mean, you can't go snorkel in a cenote just anywhere. There's limited number of ports you can do that in. And this is one of the best ones to do that, we think. So there you go. Here's the other thing we have. It is Chichen Itza. Chichen Itza is one of the Mayan ruins. And I'm going to tell you every Mayan ruin I could find at all these ports. Just not because I think they're the best, but because I just think they're interesting. And you can't visit these Mayan ruins at all the other ports. So uh, Chichen Itza, though, is, is if you look up the best Mayan ruins in Central America and Mexico, um, Chichen Itza is usually at the top of that list. So it's it's a pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool ruin. Now I will say what ruins it for a lot of people is that <laughs> they want to climb on those ruins and they are not allowed to do that. So if you do to go if you do go to Chichanitsa, I just want to see how many times I can say Chichanitsa because I said it wrong I think three times Chichanitsa. If you go there, um, just be aware of that and also be aware that usually these Mayan ruins are uh, quite a trip, quite a trek from the port. So Sometimes it's good to look outside of the cruise line to see where you want to book that excursion, save some cash, maybe get a better experience. I would not recommend that with most of these Mayan ruins because of the distance traveled. There's just a too much probability, I should say, that uh, that you might have some issues and not make it back to the ship on time. And that doesn't sound good. So go on the uh, cruise line excursions for that. Yeah, distance is actually one of the reasons that I've never been to any of the ruins because, yeah, I don't want to spend my whole excursion. Might getting, ruin it? Y- yeah, <laughs> getting there and back. So I've always done there other and stuff. Back but again. I mean, I definitely want to try one sometime, but yeah, there's a lot of other things I want to try first. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah so, but but if, you, if, you're inter- if you're into that and, uh, uh, Progresso doesn't have a whole lot of other things that looked awesome. That might be a place to, to check it out. Let's move on to one that we had a lot of trouble figuring out how to do. And that's Cozumel. We couldn't find anything we wanted to do there. Yeah, right. Nothing at all. Just there's like 68 different things listed on what? Royal, Royal Caribbean. Caribbean had 68. And I think there's over 60 on Carnival. I mean, there's look, we've done a whole episode on Cozumel uh, so we're not going to repeat all that information. If you're interested in, if you're really interested in focusing in on Cozumel, go check out that episode where we spent the whole time talking about Cozumel and all the amazing things you can do there. But 
we did want to highlight some stuff. Now, I, I want to just mention Tulum and Koba because those are those are Mayan ruins you can get to from Cozumel. And the only other thing I want to say about those is I think Tulum is closer than some of the other ones, but also you maybe not. I might be wrong about that. But anyway, you can climb. I believe you can still climb on both of those ruins. So if you want to climb Mayan ruins, this is probably the place to do it because most most of the Mayan ruins don't allow you to do that anymore. So, and then of course we also wanted to mention uh, Mr. Sancho's Nachi Kakom and our favorite Chonkanab because everybody loves Mr. Sancho's and Nachi Kakom. If you're looking for an all-inclusive, Cozumel may be the place to do that because everybody that goes to these places loves them. And, uh, and they, they're, they both have little subtle differences, which I think we went over that in that Cozumel episode. And we definitely focus on Chonkanab. So they're not in our running for the top ones that we wanted to mention. I also wanted to mention the whale shark excursion that I did, which um, if you've listened to this podcast or the Cruise Geeks podcast, you have definitely heard me talk about because it was one of those life-changing moments. Also a really not the excursion for everybody (laughs) for different reasons, physical reasons, and just like what it's worth to you to swim with a whale shark based on the amount of time you get, which is not a lot and the amount of money it costs, which is a lot. So, um, I think it's an amazing, unique excursion, but it's not, it's not one of our top two. Do you want to say one, one of these here? I know you haven't been to the next one, but you found the the other one. You want to talk yeah, about Yeah, I'll talk one? about the Kimba? other one. The other one is Save the Sea Turtles, which is super cool. So basically, um, Cozumel is working real hard to to do like sea turtle conservation. And they have, of course, the little baby sea turtles hatch and they have to make their way into the water. And what the Save the Sea Turtles excursion does is basically go through um you know the night before let me back up goes through like the the nests and stuff from the night before where they hatched and helps any of the sea turtles that didn't make it out of the nest so it said like 80 percent will make it out but then there's those 20 percent of little baby little cute little baby sea turtles that haven't made it out so this excursion actually you get to help those little baby sea turtles make it out to the ocean cool it's so cool now i i have a couple questions about that and i I think it's really neat and uh first of all let me say if, if you're out there thinking well isn't that nature that some of them doesn't don't make it well yes but we're talking about endangered species here so we have to give them an extra boost. So I think it's a really cool program that gives people an, an opportunity to be an active member in conservation, which I think makes it more important for people and more memorable for people that hopefully passes on to other things like not using as much single-use plastics and stuff like that. But my question is, and I don't know if anybody out there has done this excursion, uh, the pictures looked like, they were a species of turtle, which is called the Kemp's Ridley sea turtle, which is really the most endangered sea turtle in this part of the world. And they do nest on Mexican beaches. Uh, did you see in the description, did anybody say with the reviews if it was 
if it I was actually Kim didn't read any of the reviews. I just looked at the pictures of the people holding the baby sea turtles. <laughs> they look like Kemp's release. And to then me. the iPad died. I've seen so. a few. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few sea turtles, and um, I'm pretty sure they could have been loggerheads, but I'm pretty sure they were they were Kemp's. But here's the problem, though. Kemp's release. They um, maybe these should be the cruise creature. Today's cruise creature, the Kemp's Ridley Sea Turtle. Kemp oh. Ridley Sea Turtle is is the most endangered sea turtle in our part of the world. They're the smallest sea turtle in our part of the world. And they they will come into Florida waters, but they only nest, for the most part, on the beaches of Mexico. And the cool thing about them is they nest during the day, which is weird for a sea turtle and they nest in groups and they have a special name for this they call it an arribada have you heard that before just when you were talking about it <laughs> arribada is uh, is what they call it so anyway um you did a little research because of the magic of you know editing and you found out are these are in kemp's release sea turtles right what what are no they are green sea turtles and loggerhead sea turtles so the pictures I saw were probably loggerheads, but then we saw some more pictures that looked like green turtles. So though those are the and you saw that we like on a newspaper article or something it was it was there. So yeah, so some of the some of the uh, reviews said green, and then yeah, we saw in the the newspaper article that it was also loggerheads. So both of those are what people found, and lots of them. Like there were some people that said that in their own personal nest that they were going through found like 50 or 60 wow i mean sea turtles can have a lot of babies so. i know it's just crazy that that many of them wouldn't wouldn't live without without this excursion right yeah for sure and and you know like like i was saying in the wild that's kind of how nature plays out but um but when you have an endangered species you want to sort of sway those odds uh, that, so that you don't lose a species that wouldn't have been lost had it not been through the interference of a certain species of primate. Okay, we, so so tell us more about these sea turtles. I know that the Kim Ridley is not part of it, but I want to know more about them anyways. Yeah, we already declared them we as We already decided. Creature. So tell I mean, me the things. I mean, I think I've said the most exciting things about them, which is just that they have the arribada, which I like to say that arribada, 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 and uh, and and they're day nesters, they're group nesters. They they're smaller. They are more carnivorous than say the green turtles that they're saving. They like to eat things like crustaceans, like crabs, and um, but they'll they'll also eat the occasional jelly and that sort of thing. So a pretty varied diet for these guys. But uh, yeah, they're they're super endangered because mostly their range is very limited, and also because when you do nest on the beach in large groups, and there is a species of thing called the human that likes to historically hunt you, well, you're making it really easy for them. <laughs> so, you know, if if you're just dealing with a natural number of natural predators then uh, nesting in, in large numbers can be a great advantage because several of you will survive. But if, if, those, if that predator is a human and has the intelligence to figure out how to catch all of you, then that doesn't bode so well for your species. 
And when your whole range is limited to pretty much the Gulf of Mexico and a little bit into the Atlantic Ocean, you, you got to keep your numbers up as much as you can. So that is why they are one of the most endangered species of sea turtle. Ludwig at the aquarium is a Kim's Ridley, right? He is indeed. He is like the best sea turtle. I mean, I like Flip. I'm going to tell Flip you said that. Don't tell Flip. Flip is cool. And Sheldon. You know what? So so I love Ludwig so much. And then Sheldon joined. And I, I also very much love Sheldon. But I can't. I can't turn away from my first favorite. Now, Flip has been there at the aquarium longer than any of the others we have at at our aquarium. But but when I got there, Flip was there, but we had a different loggerhead sea turtle named Arnold. Arnold? Yes. Well, what was T-Rex? T-Rex was a green turtle. Okay. Arnold was a loggerhead named after Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) So he liked to bite people on the foot, I think, or something, or on the fin, like not the foot, foot, but the fin. And so we used to do swims in there in his habitat. So we traded with Disney for Ludwig. Oh. So, so Arnold, as far as I know, is still in the living world, I believe, at uh, Epcot. Well, I like Ludwig better. Ludwig is interesting because Ludwig, so there is a law in the United States that says that you cannot keep a sea turtle in captivity unless it, ha- unless it cannot be released into the wild. And that has to be deemed so by U.S. Fish and Wildlife. Ludwig has nothing wrong with him, but he was taken into a zoo or aquarium in the 70s before, maybe the 60s, before the uh, Endangered Species Act, which I think was 1971. So I think he came in in like the 1970, 1969, somewhere in there. And he was in Texas for a while, and then he came over to uh, to Florida. But he's just been, he's just been in captivity so long, uh, he got grandfathered in. And honestly, the aquarium thought about releasing Ludwig. But we gave him a test. Uh, it was just simple algebra, geometry, a little bit of just uh, sentence construction. No, you're not going to bite on that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to let you keep going. Thank you. Thank you. No, the, the test is as uh, basically something we do in all turtle places do. Before they release turtles into the wild, they have to make sure they're willing and able to get food on their own. So we gave him some live crabs and, and Ludwig was like, I'm sorry, you want me to get those myself? Um, so he's he's a bit spoiled, a bit used to being fed, and he's got a nice, easy life. He's you know he's probably, I mean, he's probably in his sixties, fifties, sixties, something like that at least. So uh, he he doesn't. I don't think he wants to be released. So we decided it's it's best to to keep him where he's at. He has a pretty cush life, I would say. You think? Oh yeah, lives in the coral reef right now. Which is well, pretty the shallow cool. side. Yeah. 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 And he always hides sleeping. in the corner. Yeah. He spends a lot of time napping like, you know, like old turtles do and young turtles do. It's just really what turtles do. They spend a lot of time. They're reptiles. So they spend a lot of time sleeping. They go up for air and then they sleep. And I have a turtle on my shirt. You do? It's not, not a sea turtle. No, it's not. 
Anyway, that's the cruise creature. Let's get back on track. So, yes. so there's one more for Cozumel. We did save the sea turtles. And then I wanted to bring this one up because I, I don't hear a lot of people talk about this. And, and I did this excursion and I had very limited expectations and it blew me away. And, and so if you are a cruise geek listener, you've heard me talk about this, but I don't know that I've talked about it with any detail on the fantastic cruising podcast. And that is a place called Excarat spelled X C A R E T and Excarat is, I, I describe it as if Bush gardens was in an actual rainforest and instead of roller coasters, there were like animal experiences and cave tubing. That's Excarat. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The aviary in this place is, is several stories of natural rock that they've built. There's waterfalls. They've built an aviary around this structure with bridges. and st- It's just out of this world. They have a lot of kind of Mayan cultural history there. Uh, they have, of course, things like jaguars. They have sharks. They have crocodiles. They have manatees. Um, they have just beach area. This is where I did the, the fish pedicure. Was it Excarat? Overlooking like a cliff overlooking the ocean. I mean, this, this is a really cool place. It, it is a bit of a drive to get there because you have to go on the ferry from Cozumel to Playa del Carmen, and then you got to take a bus. And uh, if, if I have one complaint about this place, it's that you're just not going to have enough time to do it all. When I went there, I was supposed to do the cave tubing, but um, we didn't do that. So we just walked around and I was kind of glad we didn't do the cave tubing, although it looked fun because there was so much to do and see at this place. And I honestly could have spent a whole nother day there. I don't think I would have hit it all. Really cool spot. If you're looking for something that's just different, Excarat. I highly, highly recommend it. That's in Cozumel. Cool. All right, let's move on. What's the next port? Costa Maya. Which you've been to how many times? Zero. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've been there twice. Yes, twice. And so the first time I went, I did Mayan ruins. So this is the only time I've done Mayan Ruben Rubens. <laughs> Mayans did not make the Ruben, contrary to popular belief. If we didn't mention this, we started recording this at like eleven p.m. You so think that's the problem? It's I, midnight now. I think I that's. That. I think that's the right problem. Right now, it's exactly midnight. Right now, during the time of recording. Not like for you when you're listening, so don't freak out. But yeah, so I went to a place called Chuck Chobin, which sounds Klingon to me. Chuck Chobin. Chuck, maybe that's Kapla. where you got Reuben from. From the Klingons? No, no, no. Chuck Chobin. Maybe you were trying to say Mayan ruin at the same time as Chuck Chobin. And that sounds like Reuben? Chuck, Chuck Chobin? Chuck Reuben? There's ruin? Another, ben? I don't know. There's, Never mind. There's another Whatever. ruin you can go to called Kahunlik. I think I'm saying that right. I don't care if I'm not because it sounds awesome. Kahunlik, K-O-H-U-N-L-I-C-H. Maybe it's maybe it's Kahunlich. I don't think so. No? I'm guessing you said it right before. Okay. Well, look, if you go to Chuck Cho, if you go to Chuck Chobin, uh, this is a pretty cool ruin. It's just like all the other ones. It takes forever to get there. Here's what I would recommend. I kind of did this on accident. Uh, you can do this a couple of different ways. You can do what they call the VIP tour. Uh, this is through Carnival specifically, but um, I th- you can get to Chuck Chobin through other ones. I don't know if the VIP tour, 
don't know if it's always the same or I don't know. But anyway, the VIP tour, you you are on a smaller bus with a smaller group of people. And your tour is a smaller group of people, which is great because we basically got into a minivan or like a, well, probably a regular van and drove over there. And then when we got there, we saw the other group, which was like on a big old bus. So the VIP tour was a little more and we didn't get to do anything else besides go to Chuck Chobin. Chuck, Chuck Chobin. Chuck a con. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Anyway, uh, the advantage was this was a better tour and I had been doing some research before I went to Chuck Chobin and uh, I found videos. I think they were produced by, I think I did this when I was on a Norwegian cruise, but I don't know. I don't have to look that up. But anyway, um, the ones that were official from the cruise line and some other like official type ones, there was a lady that was doing these tours named Diana Garcia and she was awesome. And so she's what really kind of sold me on going to Chuck Chobin. Cause I was like, I don't want to go to Chuck Chobin. Do we want to go to the Lich place to, I don't know. Do we want to do something else? And, uh, and I was like, well, this lady really is talking this a good game. So we went on the VIP tour and guess who my guide was? It was Santa Claus. It was Diana Garcia. <laughs> and she was amazing, like amazing tour guide. And so that was awesome. So I can't guarantee you'll get Diana if you do a VIP tour to Chuck Chobin. But I can tell you that from other people's reviews, the guides tend to be pretty good. And if you do the VIP tour, you're going to get a more personalized experience. That's true with most excursions. If you can do a smaller number of people, you're usually going to get a little bit better experience. But here's the problem, though. There's not a lot going on in Costa Maya. Like, I would say it's my least favorite port. Uh, and, and it's still a cool port. It's still, you know, probably better than anything I can go to in Florida. There's looks like there's some interesting coral reefs there and stuff. You can dive. I haven't done it yet, so I can't really speak to that. But um, another thing that I will recommend, this will be my number two for Costa Maya, uh, there's a place called Maya Chan. It's a it's an all inclusive resort. It is run by an expat that's down there. So it's it's something you book outside of the cruise line. The price for per adult is fifty nine dollars, and that gives you access to unlimited food and unlimited what they claim is top shelf liquor. Now I signed up to do this. I went down to do it. When I got there, I got off the ship. I went to meet my excursion person. And basically they were like, look, there's a bunch of sargassum seaweed washed up on the beach. It smells terrible. If you really want to go, we will take you. But we would really prefer to just give you a 100% full refund and uh, and invite you back the next time. And to me, that was outstanding because that means that they are really concerned with the customer experience. I mean, a lot of cruisers probably go and then... They don't go back on a cruise or they don't go back to Costa Maya. They wouldn't do the same excursion. I mean, yeah, there's word of mouth and reviews and stuff like that. But to me, that told me that they were really legitimately and authentically concerned about my experience. And so even though I didn't get to do that excursion, all the research I did and the way that they treated me for that, I would say this is a place to go. Um, There are other places you can go on their little stretch of beach there. Be careful 
because Costa Maya is a place where I sort of got ripped off. And uh, I've heard a lot of other stories of people getting ripped off. So I was very leery to just go to a random place. But check, check out Maya Chan. It, uh, it looks like a really, really hip and happening spot. All right. Time to move on to Unbelievable. I you... believe I can fly. <laughs> do you? I believe I can touch the sky. Well, what do you believe? You've been to Belize once. I have once. Once. What, um, what, what do you say? Well, first, I guess first let me just get this out of the way. Because I said I was going to say all the Mayan ruins. So there's Altunha, Lamanai, and I'm going to try and pronounce this one. Zunantunic. Zunantunic. X-U-N-A-N-T-U-N-I-C-H. And those are there. I don't know much about them. Uh, check them out. If you're looking for Mayan ruins, they they are Mayan ruins. And, you, and all these Mayan ruins are from different eras. You know, the Mayan Empire civilization, I should say, lasted a long, long time. Okay, way longer than we've been around in the United States. So you can visit two Mayan ruins and be in very, very different periods of history. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to mention that. But what what is our what is our stuff we found in Belize? So one of the things on our list is actually the thing that I did in Belize. And it's on our list because when I looked before like when I was going to Belize, it was probably one of the cooler things that I saw and when we looked again today, I still thought it was one of the cooler things and I had actually done it, so I agreed with it being cool and it was cave tubing. Now is the water cool too? The water is cool. Yes. <laughs> okay, tell us about cave tubing because I almost did it but I haven't done it anywhere. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, you know, they hook all your little tubes together and they they split you into like smaller groups. So I think there was there was only eight of us in our group, so eight little tubes hooked together and then like the guide person. So it was a small, intimate group. And there's a couple parts where they go through they give you like headlamps and stuff so that's fun so you can see the dark areas and they they have you turn them off um and then they tell you when you can turn them on so you're actually going through the darkness at some points which is really cool um there's some points where there's there were like some little waterfally things and they were like okay time to get wet and then they pushed you into the water so that was fun they pushed you into the water yeah they like dumped you well no they kept you in your tube like they're big old tubes Huh. But they like push your tube into the water. So oh, everybody okay. got wet at gotcha. one point on this little thing. Um, we saw bats like Ooh. up in the up in the ceiling of the cave um, with like the little holes where they bury themselves into. It was just really cool. And then they gave us lunch afterwards. And it was like some of the best chicken ever. They put this seasoning stuff on it that they told us about afterwards and then i was gonna buy some but i couldn't find it anywhere and now i don't remember what it was but it was kind of like um (laughs) oh what's that stuff called the anyways it was good kind of like that stuff that yeah like it's um what's what's jerk seasoning no what's like what's like the mexican seasoning adobe like is Goya or something like that? What's that? Goya is, I think, a brand. It's like a painter. yellow package or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, I think it was kind of like that. Help I us don't out. Know. Send us they, an email. They told us about it. They showed us like the plant or the little, I don't know, whatever it comes from. And it 
they made us they had to smell it but it was the it was on this chicken and like it was it was so good it was on the chicken and that chicken was <laughs> tasting good yeah okay. all right that's cool you see any other creatures in there um no no all, all this cave talk uh, you know the cenotes and now this one it makes me think of the one of my favorite horror movies the descent the descent two where there's these like they go spelunking, one of my favorite words, spelunking, cave exploring, <laughs> and they find all these creatures living down there. They're like these terrible monster things that they can't really see anymore, and they, I don't think those are in that cave. I don't think they really exist. No, but. I mean, we stayed in the tubes the whole time. I'm sure if we got out or something, we might experience some creatures. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then we have one more, which is Rendezvous K. And uh, so one of the bummers about Belize is that it is a water shuttle or what would you call it? Tender. A tender port. <laughs> love the word. me tender. Love me water shuttle. Anyway, um, it's kind of a bummer because it takes a minute, takes several minutes, actually. That's like the really long one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's pretty long to get to actual Belize. Um, so... The Rendezvous Key K is is awesome because it's one of these excursions where they come and actually pick you up from the ship. So their excursion boat just docks with the ship just like a just like a tender would and you get on and you go to your excursion and when your excursion's done then you they just take you right back to the ship. Now the bummer is if you do want to go to Belize then you got to wait and get on a tender and go over there but uh I don't know the Belize port is is not great in my opinion so if you're not doing an excursion over there I don't really see a whole lot of reason to go to the Belize port I don't know what your thoughts are on the Belize port did you explore it at all not a whole lot we got back from from our excursion and we didn't have too much time we kind of walked you know down I don't know how where however long it took us to get from where we got off the boat back to like the tender and we kind of looked but it wasn't somewhere that we really wanted to spend time. Yeah, it's not it's not all that. I mean in in my opinion, I I, I will say Costa Maya's port is kind of nice. I kind of like that one. I do like Cozumel's. Obviously, I've been to Progreso, but I've heard that's more and I think that's more industrial. I don't know. If you know, let us know. Because we haven't been there, uh, but uh, but yeah, Belly's not all that in a bag of chips. But Rendezvous Key is um, is tiny, and it's in the middle of the water, and you can't even see land outside of this little tiny island. Like I'm like this. This is how small it is. Okay, I could take a football and stand on one end of the island, and I could throw it to the other end of the island. And anybody that knows Could me, you actually throw that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Anybody that knows me well knows that that is not a great feat. So uh, this is how small this island is, and I'm not exaggerating. Like this island is tiny, and it's really cool. And so basically, it's surrounded by a coral reef. So you can snorkel there, um, and if you do a snorkeling excursion, they have other things you can do there too. I think, but uh, the snorkeling there they put you into groups. So they will put you in a group based on your experience. And you need to think about this carefully because when I did it, they had three different levels of experience. They were like complete noob 
Like, I don't even know what to do with my face in the water. They had the, like, okay, I've snorkeled a few times, but I'm not super comfortable. And then they have the, okay, advanced, I don't really need a guide, but you're going to make me have a guide snorkeler. So uh, the problem is people self-assess where they belong. And so (laughs) uh, what I found has happened from, I mean, I always go, I'm not bragging, but I always go to the advanced group. But what I found from what other people say is that that noob group, that beginner group, they ain't joking about that. Okay, so (laughs) that's like, if you're seriously uncomfortable in the water, that's the group you want to be in. If you are moderately comfortable in the water, you might want to consider going to the advanced group because even the medium group, you you're you're only as fast as your as your weakest link. So, um, so just keep that in mind uh, if you do any of these types of excursions. But if you're not comfortable, then you know consider that as well. Uh, the the coral reef around this is pretty cool, and um, it's 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 a lot of neat stuff there. And then once they take you around, then you can kind of snorkel right around the shallow part, which it's not as cool as the the coral reef. I wish they would have let me go around that, but they didn't. But I did see some cool stuff there. I saw like more eels and things like that. So it's shallow water, so it's a great place. If you're not super comfortable snorkeling, it's a great place to do that. But most people didn't do that. Most people snorkeled around once, and then they did what most probably normal people do on a small, tiny, beautiful island. They sat and lounged and drank frozen drinks. I didn't do that. I just kept staying in the water. But this is just a really beautiful place. There's another one called Starfish Island that you can do a similar excursion. Um, It's closer to some mangrove areas. The water when I was there was not very clear for the Caribbean. Um, I got stung by the most painful jelly sting I've ever had in my life. And, uh, was it grape or strawberry? (laughs) It was jalapeno. (laughs) Spicy. (laughs) Yes. And, um, but you know, it was all right, but I would say if you have a choice of those two, go to rendezvous K. And I don't know if that's only offered through carnival. I feel like it's not. I feel like it's, it's on the other ones too. But anyway, that's another option for you in unbelievable bellies. Let's move on. So next we have Harvest K. Key. Key. Harvest K. Key. Key K. Key. 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 Of the Harvest variety. I'm going to call it Harvest Island. I'm going to do that now. I'm not going to call any of the K keys K's or keys. I'm going to call them island. But they're not always. Cocoa Island? Half Moon Island? But they're not always islands. Like it's sometimes it's an area on an island. But then that's wrong because I think the definition of a key, K, is an island. It's, a, it's like a barrier island or something. I don't know. Yeah, but look at where some of them are. Some of them are not the whole island. It's just an area. Okay, then I'll call it. I'll call it. Uh, what's Disney's? Disney's is like that, right? Castaway area. Castaway area. <laughs> Castaway part of an island. <laughs> Anyway, Harvest K is what? Key. Key is what? Is Norwegian's private area in Belize. Did you just say Norwegian's private area? <laughs> <laughs> can we think, can we reword that? I don't want to go to Norwe- Norwegian's private area. It's like area. last time when I was talking about beef. Yeah, let's, yeah. Where's the beef? 
Apparently Norwegian, Norway, it'd be Norway, Harvest right? Kike is Norwegian's private island. Okay. At Belize. And uh, we tried to do some research on it. And we were not incredibly successful. No, we weren't. I'm we, I'm sure that it's a great place to chill on beautiful. the beach. It looks very nice, but there weren't any excursions that we were like, yes. Yeah, there was a lot of typical kind of stuff. There was a snorkeling excursion, which Belize has is part of the second largest, which they will tell you over and over again, the second largest uh, coral said, reef system. The living coral reef. Yeah, they now they're saying that. living. The Great Barrier Reef is still alive, people, okay? Just because there was an... Anyway, uh, and, the, and it's not wrong. It, that is the second largest barrier reef in the world, and it is a very impressive and magnificent reef. The problem I have is their their excursion that they have for this is... Wasn't it like $99 or something like that? For, it was really expensive, yeah. It was I think pricey that's right. for a snorkeling excursion. I don't know. Uh, but anyway... I'm sure the snorkeling, we saw some video. I mean, it, it looks, looked like it was really good. It was really yeah. shallow. Yeah, it looked like great snorkeling. It's just kind of pricey, but, you know, I've paid. And there was to the, like the only other <laughs> thing that looked okay was the monkey walk thing, but it didn't guarantee monkeys. No. So we didn't put it on the list, but it I'm did, talking hinted, about it now. It hinted at crocodiles, I think, though. Yeah, it said you might see like some crocodiles and. Two Some species of crocodiles. Birds and, but it didn't, it didn't guarantee, which I get it. They're wild animals, but right. you can't call it a monkey walk if you're not going to show well, monkeys. It's, it's monkey. I think the name of the river is monkey river. Okay. I think that's why they call it that. And so you, you could see, I think holler monkeys is what they were yeah. claiming, but it's, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, it just, it's, they're naming it after the river, which is named after monkeys, which you may or may not see. Either way, it wasn't good enough to go on the list. If you do, though, they'll probably go, here we come, walking down the street. <laughs> we get the funniest. No. Different monkeys. Okay. E-Y-S, not E-E-S. Right, right. I thought you were talking about Ewoks. Okay. <laughs> anyway, no. we, so what? I don't know. What do we got? We got nothing. Yeah, I mean, I'm... Sit on the beach. I mean that that looks like the Splash place to do around. That. If I don't know what the snorkeling is like, like right there, it's probably nice. I don't know though. I sometimes you don't you don't know. It could just be really sandy, not a lot of stuff going on. If so, here's what we want you guys to do. If if you've been to this Harvest Island, then send us an email. <laughs> Harvest Island. Fantastic Cruising at Gmail dot com. And uh, tell us about your experience and what what should we do there. And then we'll tell everybody next week if somebody actually emails us that information. So if not, then you will just keep living the mystery. What he's hinting at is we like emails. And as many times <laughs> as we say it, sadly, we don't get enough. We don't get a lot of emails. Look, this sounds kind of whiny and pathetic. And it is. But uh, yeah, we want your, your emails. Yeah. Send us your emails, stories, questions, comments. Whatever you you know who we haven't had an email from in a little while Andrew Andrew well you know Andrew that's because we've been actually hanging out with Andrew yeah well Andrew needs to email us we should we should put him on notice we're not going to hang out with you anymore Andrew until you send us an email no diving with us until you email us <laughs> we don't mean that of course but all right so we have one you don't more. mean that 
Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just wow. kidding. I will die with you. Okay. All right. Uh, you got a new snorkel today. Yeah. Bright pink. <laughs> that was really random. Are you trying to change the subject? I just was thinking about it because I, yes. got, I got new fins. You got a new snorkel. My fins are like a, what do they call it? Aqua blue? Uh, They're kind of a turquoise Turquoisey, blue. teal. What did we decide? Teal Tur- is more blue. Turquoise is more green, right? No, the opposite. Dang it. They're kind of a more, what I would describe as turquoise. I I say they're more green. But they're light. They're a light blue green. I don't know. I still don't know the difference. We even Googled it. Anyways, you got it's fins. Subjective a I bit. got a snorkel. My snorkel's really cool. It's neon pink from head to toe. And it's an apnea snorkel. Yeah. I think it's called apnea snorkel. It is. But, it's called apnea Which is a breathing snorkel. technique for free diving. So it's actually a good snorkel for free diving but also that makes it really comfortable for um, scuba diving if you if or snorkeling because it's a really basic squishy tube or maybe i'm gonna learn to free dive and that's I, what i'm gonna use it for sure yeah absolutely and and the, but the nice thing is that it's they just i just find them comfortable i i will tell you I, I don't know why i'm going on a tangent on snorkeling now but um i don't like snorkels with all the bells and whistles i don't like dry snorkels i don't like splash guards on my snorkels i don't like i hate purges on my snorkels i just want a tube that i can get the water out of there and it doesn't get in my way that's all i that's all i need i don't need and your snorkel was what 20 bucks yeah 20 dollars that's a scuba pro snorkel and they're like the apple of scuba gear so and it matches my mask and it does match your mask yes and everything else i almost bought because they have they have a snorkel in my color too the aqua uh-huh. teal turquoise color. And uh, <laughs> I almost got one, but I don't really need a new snorkel. And I bought the fins and those were expensive enough. So And the booties. But And the booties. Yeah, I got some. I got the booties. And, uh, booty, booty, I'm booty, get booty, snorkel down the road. Everywhere. Nothing wrong with my snorkel, but, you know, it's always good to have a backup snorkel for 20 bucks. I can see it in the dive bag. That's helpful. And my it's Scuba Pro. Bright. And it matches all my other stuff. Well, it doesn't match all your other stuff. Except for my mask. Do you realize that's the only thing that I dive with now that is not Scuba Pro is my mask? Well, my thing is now the fins, the and it's probably not going to be that way yeah. soon. I mean, I've gotten really nice masks because they have a, they had that mask. That, anyway, we're on a tangent. Let's get back to Roatan. Roatan. And... Uh, Look, we there's look. Roatan is amazing. It before the ABC Islands, Roatan was my port, and I don't know is it your favorite port or not? I've only been there once. I really liked it. I think I need to go again to judge it again. I liked, I very much liked it, but I still really like Cozumel and Grand Cayman. Okay, like I don't even know if I can choose between the two of them. Yeah, I look. I well, you went to the place that I told you to go to, though, right? You went to. I did. Maya Key. N- Maya Key. Which is one of our places. I had to convince my shipmate to go. She didn't want to spend any more money on excursions on that cruise. And I was like, we have to go here. This is what we're doing. And and look, I've been to Roatan three times. I've done the same excursion all three times, which I know it's bad, but I can't get enough of this place. Like I could go there over and over again. The best coral reef I've snorkeled on and maybe even better than any I've dove on is at this place. And, and they've got rescue animals. They've got 
iguanas there. I've seen leaf cutter ants. I I love this place. And it's close, fairly close to the port, depending on which one you, you actually go to, because there's two ports in Roatan. If you're at Mahogany Bay, it's maybe 15 minutes. If you're at the other one, it's literally across the port, like across the water. You could swim there. But it's a, it's an outstanding place. It's not always available. I think you can only do it through cruise lines. But uh, if it's available, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. But the well, thing is, oh, go ahead. And the the staff there are awesome. I actually um, became friends with one of them on Facebook. His name is Lewis. And I'm pretty sure he's still he's still there. It's um, but he is like he's phenomenal. We were out in the water on like a little floaty thing, and he was walking by and he was like, "Hey, do you want a drink?" I said, "Yeah, only if you bring it out to me." And he said he was going to. I wasn't actually going to make him do that, but he was like, "Sure, I'll bring it out to you. What do you want?" Like he was awesome. Was he wearing a swim swim? No, stuff? he was just wearing clothes. And he just walked into the water. Well, no, I I ended up coming out back to the beach I would but hope so. he totally said he would wow like he, he was awesome so lewis if you listen shout out to you <laughs> maybe maybe i'll tag you in the podcast thing so you could i'm friends with him on facebook and be like yo lewis we talked about you you should do that you should do yeah that. I, know, I know we've got something else that may be coming down the the line where we're going to talk to some people from roatan so uh, we might get some different perspectives on some of these other places. The thing about Roatan, who are so, we talking to? What? I guess we can discuss it. I don't. Yeah, know. we got a, We got a connection. Okay. We got a connection. You know about it. You're just not thinking about it right now. <laughs> okay. But uh, and the person that that is the connection listens to this podcast, so he he knows it about it too. Anyway, um, yes, there's so much to do on Roatan, and I suspect anything you do is going to be amazing. Because looking at all the reviews of the different excursions, every, almost all of them were like four, four out of five, five out of five stars. There were very few that I saw that weren't. Uh, Mahogany Bay is a port. Some people like to just hang out there. There's a beach there. It's not it's not great for snorkeling, but it's good for just a beach. Um, yeah, but Maya Key, definitely something I would consider. And then what's the next thing we've got on here? This is kind of different. <laughs> So the next one is the VIP private oasis bungalow. And where was where was that at? Do you remember what it was called? Let me look at it real quick because we we looked up, we had to figure we had to do a lot of detective work here to um to figure this out and uh let me see if I still have it pulled up here. This is this is called this is great podcasting here. This is actually <laughs> um Doing research as you go. And, and here's the bad thing. Why is there a tortoise on Google? Celebrating <laughs> the Galapagos Islands. Wow, there's a tangent. Um, you don't even remember, do you? I don't well, see it. It's go, a dive go, resort. That's fine. Go ahead turquoise. and talk. I think it's got turquoise in it. Yeah, that sounds right. Let me, let's see. I'm going to turquoise bay dive and beach resort. There we go. That's that. where it is. It's Thank like you, Google prompting It's like me. on the other side of the area. <laughs> Is it an island? <laughs> of like the, is the definitely an island. Yeah, so it's like on the other side of the island from like the port. It's, what did it say, like a 40-minute drive? But yeah. you got this like little bungalows like on the water, which is really cool. But here's the fun part about it, or not so fun part about it. Prices across the cruise lines are all over the place. Yeah, this is weird. This is weird. Before we go into that, let me explain this a little bit more. There's a place in, I think, the Pacific. 
I can't remember the exact place, but I'm sure most of you have seen it where you have the little like on the water bungalows. Oh yeah. Beautiful water. What is it? Is it Bali? That sounds Maybe. right. It it's is somewhere. It's like, like the little houses on the water. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's somewhere. It's somewhere Indo-Pacific or somewhere in that part of the world. Anyway, this is what it looks like. It looks like that. I mean, you're not staying in a cabin, but you stay in this bungalow. There's like champagne, champagne, as I call it. There's like supposed to be really good food. There's access to, to drinks. It's all included. Okay. But the price is weird on it because if you go on carnival, then for two people, it's one or two people. It's going to cost you what? I'm sorry. I was looking at where these houses were. What was the question? <laughs> The question is Thursday. No, the um, the question is how much is it going to cost you to stay in one of these oasis bungalows if you are? Uh, that's what happens when you set the end music at an hour and you don't mute it, and then you're recording on a different channel, and then it starts playing. <laughs> we are doing We're on the top a, of our game tonight. We are people. doing such a good job. Anyway, what the price? What is this going to cost? What's going to set you back? One or two people, up to two people, I guess you could say, going on carnival. It's you get about four hours in the bungalow. Three, three forty nine. Three hundred and forty nine dollars. It's not cheap, but that's per bungalow, not per person. But it's only for up to two people. If you want to add another person. It's going to cost you another 150. So it's expensive, but I mean, these look top shelf. They look so. cool. The only issue that I think I had, I would have with them is they do kind of look like they're right next to each other. So not yeah. like super duper private, but in the water, like you can just like be in the water. And from the reviews, which were mostly positive, but it's a fairly new thing, I think, because I saw a lot of new, not a lot of reviews. Um, it looks like you have access to like kayaks and stuff like that too. Cool. But, but okay. So three fifty for carnival, but let's say that you are on princess and you decide to do this same excursion. How much does it cost you then? $3.99. $399, $50 more just because you're on princess cruise lines. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, but let's keep going, Matt. What if you're on Royal Caribbean or Norwegian? Oh, well, let me just tell you. If you are sailing on the non-higher level tier cruise lines of Norwegian or Royal Caribbean, by non-higher, I mean not, like princess is the high. Anyway. Like just the regular? $499 for two people. And? Up to two people. To add an extra person. For Royal, it's $200, $199 to add an extra person. Norwegian doesn't give you that information. They just say available for an added fee. Same excursion, same amount of time there, same amenities, same location. Completely different prices. That's a big difference. Yeah, that's like $150. That's a huge difference. What the heck? What is that about? That's crazy to me. Is there no competition between these cruise lines for this? Like, I get that maybe Princess would charge you a little bit more because it's a little bit, you know, more exclusive cruise line. But but it's the exact Royal same Caribbean excursion. Royal Caribbean and Carnival should be real close to the same price. 
I don't know. If if anybody can tell me what's going on, is it just because it's a new place? They haven't got the pricing hammered in? Maybe maybe Carnival just got like a really flipping awesome deal with this dive site or what a resort then, site, whatever. But then Princess should be at that too. Yeah, but Princess is fancy. They are fancy. So they can pay Mary Miller a little bit more. Is Princess fancy? Princess is fancy. Oh, you know Princess is fancy. I'm, <laughs> I'm already ready to get that message from her. Yes, Princess is fancy. <laughs> Tell me, Mary. Princess is fancy. It's worth it, right? It's worth it. I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So that's our, that's our kind of sort of second thing. Because if you can afford it, it looks like a really nice... And I know that the, these are sort of, I think these have, they may have something like this now in, I think, Dominican Republic and Amber Cove maybe has something like this. They're starting, you're starting to see these in other places now, but these looked really nice. And it's Roatan, which is just a beautiful, beautiful place relative to the Caribbean. So that's like bonus beautiful is what I'm saying. Bonus beautiful. But we also had to throw in one more thing for Roatan, and that is sloths. Really? I was expecting excitement. You went sloth speed. <laughs> sloths. Sloth. And you were also really quiet. Sloth. I'm sorry. Let me try again. Sloths. Now it sounds like a question. <laughs> sloths. Sloths. Did we Sloth mention eye? what time it was? <laughs> Anyway, sloths are kind of popular right now, and um, you can do sloth excursions here in the United States. I'm glad you finished that sentence. I thought you were going to say stop at sloths. <laughs> what did I say? You can do sloth excursions. Oh, oh, Kimbra. I'm sorry. All right, that's I just crossing didn't a realize line. That. A slow line. Anyway, <laughs> my favorite, my happiest place on earth, St. Augustine Alligator Farm, has a sloth excursion, not excursion, encounter. And, uh, well, what? They had sloth encounters at the Indianapolis Zoo, didn't they? Not an encounter, but they had them there. Okay. But there was like a photo op, wasn't it? It was like something special. Yeah, they had them like open, like they could just, they were there. Bush Gardens Like you could just walk right sloths. up to them. I don't know if they still do since they've like gotten rid of everybody that works there and all the education department. I think but they still, they still have sloths. When we went there, we, wait, we didn't go there. No, we haven't been there. Where did we go? We went somewhere and saw them. That was St. Augustine Alligator Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! All right. So, um, yes, yeah, so sloths, they're a thing that you can do in Roatan. And uh, a lot of people like to do that because sloths are cool. They have algae that live symbiotically on their fur. I mean, they, they literally, they're not the cruise creature, but they have an ecosystem living on their fur. Like, so they're like sargasm. They're, they are better than sargasm because they are like a living creature with a whole ecosystem living. I mean, I guess we all sort of have that to some degree. But yes, they're really cool animals. So sloths, Roatan sloths. And there you have it. That is our recap. That was an adventure. That was an adventure. Uh, if you're still here, thank you. And uh, th- those are our things that we think are of note Unique, fun excursions to do if you are in the western part of the Western Caribbean. <laughs> so we'll, we will probably um, come back in a, in a few weeks 
not, I mean, we'll be back next week, but you know, we'll come back to this series and we will tackle another few islands in the Caribbean and uh, go over those and find our favorite things that we think we would like to do or that we think people would like to do in general in other islands, other ports. Sounds good. Do you have anything else before we wrap it up? I don't think so. All right. Then it is time to head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. for bed you promised me popcorn you want popcorn we didn't it's almost one in the morning we didn't have chips and cheese with dinner because we were supposed to have popcorn you really want popcorn no i don't need popcorn that wasn't the question do you want popcorn i always want popcorn all right i guess we're gonna have popcorn carbs before bed popcorn and star wars